This episode of Explicit Answers is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. Check it out, see what I've drawn for others, and see what I can do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. The world needs answers. We can help. Explicit Answers. Hey there, folks. Welcome to Explicit Answers, episode 15, brought to you the week of February 8th, 2011. I'm James. And I'm Jen. And we're here to answer your questions. Jen, you said the sweetest thing to me the other day. What was it? You looked up at the Netflix queue, and you said the sweetest words I've ever heard you say. I need to get caught up on Doctor Who. (laughs) You remember saying those things? No, I don't remember saying it. Oh, you did, though. I thought I said I need to get caught up on the IT crowd. Oh, maybe you did. Dang it. Here, I've I've, I've somehow switched it around in my head uh, to make it cooler than it really was. I thought you'd love the IT I crowd. I do, but I would have been more impressed if you'd really wanted to catch up on Doctor Who. I think we'd have more bonding between us because of the depth of the story. Yeah, you know. that's true. The depth of the IT crowd yeah, isn't. It's funny. It's about as deep as the office. But it, you know, after you've seen the uh, the episode where he's disabled, I mean, and and the the fire, Sea Park, <laughs> yeah, Sea Parks. <laughs> that's our favorite. Yeah. So anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, IT crowd and Doctor Who available on Netflix. Check them out and bond with someone close to you. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, um, you've got this 30 day loving your husband challenge. How's that been going for you Mm, so far? Not very good. Yeah. I said something nice to you and you said, or no, I said, you look really nice today. And you said something. I went, yeah. And you weren't happy with it. And you said that, so there goes day one or something like that. So I just gave up. Was that really day no, one? I was just oh. saying it because I really thought it, but I'm not going to say it again because it was just, it's like asking you, do you like tomatoes? I mean, you don't just say no, thanks. You're like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry. But that wasn't even that. So how can you, how, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're going to the Sunday school class at church and, mm-hmm. and it's teaching you basically how to. Manipulate your husband through to, love. How to kiss your husband's booty. No, wow. I'm just kidding. It really isn't like that. It's how to be a good woman. Ooh. I want you to be a good woman. I'm uh, I'm failing miserably. I can't even compliment you outside of my 30-day challenge. Wow. But most of the challenge is a lot of encouraging words. and I need that. But you hate it. I say nice things and you just hate it. Well, no, it's not that I hate it. I just am not used to it. And I think there may be an ulterior motive. I don't trust it yet. So you have mm. to, you're not, you're not that way. You don't give a lot of compliments. I usually have to pull them from But you. if you hear them, you should be excited because that means I really mean it. So you want me to start doing cartwheels and melting? No, I just don't want you to go blah, blah, blah. And, well, when and you say, say I'm good looking... There's that, all this pressure. I don't believe. There's like this, I've put good looking pressure on you. If you yeah. call me good looking, I don't, I feel happy. That's because I say it all the time. Not that often. Oh my gosh. Mm, maybe pretty often. Yeah. I, don't know. I was about to say every day. But if you like specifically say you look really nice today, then I, really I always like talk about your eyes. Um, I was more thinking of my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I never compliment your clothes. You do. Sometimes you say you look really nice today and I always figure that's my outfit. Or my hair. Nope. 
It's my eyes all the time. It's you. It's just you. I never you. change. Thank you. Some days you're good looking, other days. You're not so much. Well, that's why I hate even saying anything because that's the way you feel. You're like, you look nice today. Oh, well, how did I look yesterday? I never take it like that, though. Well, I, I when you compliment me on my looks specifically, first of all, I have always considered myself an ugly man. <laughs> I don't think you're so ugly. So it makes me worry about you on a mental level. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> Um, I feel the pressure to maintain whatever I did. Oh God, how did I fix my hair today? I don't remember. I just scrubbed really? some crap in it like every other day. <laughs> you feel pressure to maintain. Yes. I'm like, did I shave which way? How, how, what shirt just am I wearing? you showering? Do I have my magical European underskivs on <laughs> that Jen seems to like more than my American <laughs> I do counterparts? Like them. Um, no, it's just when... I always like it when you put on nice clothes mm-hmm. and you shave or you look shaven. You don't usually look scruffy. Sometimes you let yourself go for a long time. But yeah. Like I didn't shave today. But see, it, but that, one day, but it no doesn't look deal. bad. And you, when you fix your hair, you know I don't like the hat. Right. So if you're not wearing a hat and you're wearing decent clothes and you're clean, I'm pretty happy with I wear you. the hat on the weekends. Does that bother you? I don't prefer it, but I don't. But I wear some some like junky yeah house clothes yeah so. your house clothes um i replaced my pants yeah jen's been wearing these um jogging pants for like longer than we've been married no, and they not had that holes long. around the waistline they had holes everywhere that had developed and and i think holes in comfortable clothes is kind of like boiling a frog you ever heard that mm-hmm. analogy about how it, you could put them in there and turn up the heat slowly and the frog don't notice. I don't think you knew there were holes in those clothes until I, I pointed my finger through one of them and tickled you. I knew they were there. I was just trying to ignore them. Like a frog boiling to death in, mm-hmm. a, in a pot. Yeah. So I'm glad you did. I, they do look nice. I bet they're not as comfortable or as cool. No, they're not. They're, they're kind not of as warm. ventilated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They are still comfy. There were holes so big in that sucker. Jen was getting weird tan lines on her hips. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so. wearing them outside. Jen, it was a joke. Okay. This literal left brain. I just want to make sure people didn't think that I would wear holy pants outside. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's enough small talk. Uh, let me go through a few news items and then we'll start answering your questions. Uh, real quick, podcastkid.com. It's a great podcast that I do with my daughter. It's for kids. You need to check it out. If you like what you're hearing here, uh, you'll love what you're hearing between me and my daughter because my daughter likes me a lot more than my wife does. Wow. Wow. And um, and then um, I'd love to introduce you to all of the podcasts that, that uh, comes out of this house. They're all listed at nlcast.com. Uh, shows like uh, Chop. It's an ex-cop podcast. And let me announce uh, for the first time the return – of everybody's favorite comedy podcast where we're telling funny life stories, yours and ours. Uh, Nobody's Listening Podcast is woo-hoo, back woo-hoo. after six months. Being it was gone. only six months? Yeah. Wow, I thought it was gone for a year. I know, me too. But we've uh, we've got two episodes out. Check it out at its new home, podcast.nlcast.com. Again, podcast.nlcast.com. Give it a listen. Subscribe at iTunes. And uh, send us your uh, stories to read on the show. Um, and then lastly, I uh, want to direct you to the daily um, Buzz Lightyear fan art website that I'm doing. I'm putting out one piece of Buzz Lightyear fan art every single day for a year at youremockingmearen'tyou.com. 
And uh, I'd love it if you'd do that. That would be awesome. All right, let's jump into questions and answers. Hey, James and Jen. Whenever I watch Netflix right after my sixth grade younger brother, I notice um, in the recently watched queue are TVMA and R-rated stuff that featured barely dressed women on the cover. First time it happened, I felt the need to cover his tracks. So I watched a bunch of my shows to the point that all those were taking up the entire recently watched queue. But this is happening more and more. I know I should let my parents know, but me and my brother have a bond. And I'm scared that I'll ruin it if I snitch. Also, we have rather strict parents, and I can tell that if uh, that they'll think of some big punishment that will make me regret telling on him. Should I tell or let it slide from Anonymous? You know what I'm going to say. What do you do? Well, say it. I say tell your parents. Mm -hmm. Netflix has worse stuff than cable for sure. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that is not appropriate for kids. And shame on those parents for not monitoring that. Yeah. And knowing that. I agree. I mean, you know, so, but tell your parents because he could, like, like you were saying today, the internet rule of you can't. You can't unsee something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, your, your brother's going through that, that time in his life that every man looks back on and uh, we just hate ourselves. We all turn into big horny perverts for a couple of years and we really, some of us never stop. And the ones that do though, have people that help them control their appetites and urges and help them not to, uh, create inappropriate ones. And, uh, your brother's apparently dumb cause he didn't think that uh, Netflix keeps track of that stuff. So, um, and and you have a little bit of a dumb problem because you're trying to cover for him. And what are you really covering? What are you covering? You're covering your brother's bad habit. And so you're enabling him to continue it without getting caught. Um, so you've got two options. And I would, I would really lean toward what my wife says, just go tell on him. You're, you're telling on him not to be a butt. You're telling on him because you love him. And you want him to get uh, the control he needs. You want your parents to wake up a little bit. Um, you know, they may disconnect Netflix. That's terrible. Maybe they'll just put parental controls on it. Um, teach them how to do that, okay? So that uh, so you don't lose it all together. Um, but the second option, if you do, if you feel completely creepy about doing that, the first step would be go to your brother and tell him that he needs to own up. He needs to go to your parents. He won't do it. But when you go, then you can at least say, you know what? I gave him a shot to do the right thing. Now I'm going to do the right thing. And that's what you tell your brother. If you don't do the right thing, I'm going to do it for you. Um, A step back from that would be um, if I see anything else, I'm going to tell the very, very, very next time. Give him a chance to just stop. You know, without any repercussions, I that that would be the the wimpiest thing you could do. Um, and and it may end up just forcing him to be sneakier about what he's doing anyway. Um, yeah, and you know, I I don't know exactly what he's seen, obviously, but there's some there's some pretty hardcore stuff out there on Netflix. So I mean, you you will be preventing him. Well, from chances are, more. chances are, he just saw covers. And said, "Ooh, I'm going to scan this." I mean, yeah. we don't we don't know how much of it he watched. If there was several of them, chances are he surfed through a few, 
and then didn't see anything he liked, so he went to the next one, went to the next one. Right. He was he was looking for something. He probably hasn't seen that much. Um, he probably hasn't watched anything all the way through, uh, but he's probably seen enough to get him get him happy and blah blah blah. Um, the the point is, you need to get that under control. And if your dad's cool, the best thing he can do is sit down with your brother, tell him about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the moon up above and a thing called love and and draw a line between love and lust for him and help him to control his urges um, rather than giving in to him and developing uh, inappropriate uh, appetites for visual stimulus. Yeah, go to the go to the um probably it probably would be the dad, but go to the calmest parent first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dad, mom's going mean, to freak out. I mean, with something like that, I would assume it would be the dad because dads understand boys mm-hmm. better than moms do. Moms. Yeah. So. Uh, hey, James and Jen, I recently finished high school and I've been looking at colleges to go to, but I have to wait until the end of the year. Anyway, I don't want to be wasting my time away just waiting, but I can't find ways to fill the space. I work a few hours at night, but that leaves the whole morning with nothing to do. I'm planning on studying arts, and I've looked around for courses I can do meanwhile, but I haven't found any tutors. I was wondering if you could give me some ideas of how to fill my time without wasting it. And I can't pronounce the name. A-M-E-D-L-Y. So, like, uh, apparently... um, they're finished with high school, and they have to wait a year before they can start college is what it says. Well, it like. says, I recently finished high school and have been looking at colleges to go to, but I have to wait until the end of the year for inscriptions. I wonder if they're from a different country. Probably. Because I know different countries have different educational okay. stuff. Yeah, with that li- with that name, I would guess that's probably the, the, ca- the case. So um, what, what would you suggest? Um. If the first thing I would have suggested, obviously, would be to see if you could take a few courses. If that's just not possible mm-hmm. right now, um, I would, uh, I don't know, see if you can do some reading on your subject. Yeah. Um, I would say get a job. Get another job. Yeah. Didn't he say he's working at night, but just a little bit? Yeah. But you can get a second job during yeah. the day. The other thing, too, the, the, best thing you could do no matter what else you're doing whether you're doing courses and a job or whatever you can always find time to draw and do your do your art uh whatever it is uh if you're fashion if you're photographer if you're whatever sit there and just do something creative every day mm-hmm. something else i heard um somebody was talking about that they break their day up into 30 minute segments when they have spare time and they say you know what i'm going to make this the most productive 30 minutes that i can and that way they don't waste any of their time. Even mm-hmm. if they're having fun, they do something. They don't just sit around and just aimlessly surf the web. They go out and they learn something or they do something they enjoy that does help them relax but also makes them a better you know, person. It mm-hmm. sharpens their mind. So seriously, I would just find – obviously making money is a good thing. Getting an education is a good thing. Uh, but anything that c- can can help you – to build a portfolio, go out there and find people that need artwork done, uh, paint a mural, take a picture, you know, get a blog and start blogging and journaling, uh, start a podcast, whatever you got to do um, to find something creative and, and get to get that out there. Because what's going to happen if you just waste your time, you're actually practicing not being creative and you're mm-hmm. going to get really good at it. 
yeah. rather than practicing being creative and getting better at that. Whatever muscle you work is going to grow and any muscles you don't work are going to atrophy, meaning they're going to get smaller and, and harder to use. So during this time of your life, it's a weird time anyway. It's kind of anticlimactic because you quit school. You had something to do every day. You had friends around. Now you don't. There's pressure to go to school, but you can't. Uh, you're going to go through a lot of emotional ups and downs. The best thing you could do is when you lay your head on the pillow, be able to say, you know what? I squeezed every single bit out of this day that I could. And you're only going to be able to do that if you um, if you use your time wisely. Anything to add? Um, maybe it's kind of the same thing, but set yourself a schedule. Like if you only are working at night and you don't have to be up, make yourself get up at the same time every day. Take a shower. Yeah. And get get moving, or go down to the river, or whatever. <laughs> what river? Are you? I don't know. I don't know what country they're from. <laughs> they may have to go to the river <laughs> to get to get bath. Clean. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have a computer, at least access oh, to true. one. So I think they probably have indoor. I was just plumbing. reinforcing the American stereotype. Yeah. Sorry. Good job. Uh, this one's t- entitled "Long Time Bisexual Friend." Let's dive in. All right. Hey, James and Jen. I'm a new listener. Randomly found the podcast on my phone and decided to give it a listen. I was very impressed. And I just want to say that I love the work you guys are doing. I can definitely tell the two of you really know what's up when it comes to God, the Bible, culture, and heck, life in general. I'm 18. I've been a Christian all my life. So he was born saved. That's awesome. I love that. I think that's awesome. I I was saved when I was like four I had to wait a while. I mm-hmm. had to get up and build a testimony. <laughs> you had to be able to talk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I know what you meant, Dylan. Uh, a couple years ago, I was serving in a youth event at my church. I met this really cool guy. Um, the two of us became good friends. He's really accomplished for his age, and he works in the film inter- industry, something I'm really passionate about. We occasionally hung out. And we even performed an improv comedy skit at my church together. Just recently, however, he told me he is bisexual. I decided not to be a jerk, and I totally didn't cut I didn't cut him off when he told me because that wouldn't be the right thing to do. Unfortunately, I think he got the wrong idea and thought that because I didn't end the relationship that I like him. Ever since then, he's been hitting on me and really creeping me out. He's even asked me out. We haven't hung out in a month and a half now for obvious reasons. I've been rejecting every attempt to flirt. He has shot my way, but that doesn't seem to be enough. What should I do? Love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Look forward to each and every episode every week. Dylan. Do you want me to go first? Do you have? I have it. I have. You have it. I have the answers. (laughs) Okay. No. I actually had a similar experience, so I'd I'd love to hear what you're saying. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Oh, I would just say in that case... This is not this is not a case of rejecting somebody as a person. Right. This falls in the line of of um, if you had a, I mean, you would be in the same situation if you had a girl that was a friend like that, yep. and all of a sudden wanted to date you and was just being and insane it, about it, it. Yeah, and it just wasn't in the cards. And, mm-hmm. and that's at the point where you just have to say, you know, uh, I really can't be friends with you anymore because I'm not interested in that kind of relationship and. You apparently have taken, you know, something I've done or said or whatever and, and really right. think I might be interested in, and you're not I'm I've politely tried to tell you no and, and you're not taking no for an answer. So Right. I'm, it's a dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. And he's not respecting your boundaries 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's not a good friend at no. all. Um, I had a similar situation a few years back. I met this awesome dude. He was a cool guy. And me and a couple girls and him would hang out and do stuff. And, um, he was, uh, he was just fun to be around. And he went away for a while and came back and he was acting a little strange toward me. Um, I thought it was gay play, you know, like guys do. Uh, but eventually he sat me down and said, you know, Hey, could you ever be best friends with a gay guy? And now I, I'm the first to say I handled it all wrong because by then I was getting some weird vibes from him. Um, and I, I wasn't very wise, in the ways of the world and how, how the earth worked. And I thought if I could just ignore it and pretend like he's not doing what I think he's doing, then I won't have to face it. And so I flatly said, no, absolutely not. I can't be. And I kind of ran him off and I probably was the stereotypical unfeeling Christian jerkwad judgmental freak that, you know, pushes guys like that away from God and away from the church. Um, had I, was I able to do it over again? I would say my answer would be when he says, could you be best friends with a gay guy? My answer would be, um, can you be best friends with a straight guy? I would put the ball back in his court Mm -hmm. because that Jen's right. It's like trying to be best friends with a girl or somebody of the opposite sex. If you can, awesome. If both sides can keep it friendly and that's all they want, but if one person is in it, you know, like you see these movies where the girl, she's in friends with this guy and he overlooks her all the time, but she's secretly in love with him or the mm-hmm. guy that that's the nerdy kid that loves this cheerleader and does her homework, but she doesn't see him as that, you know, there's, that's, that's been in so many movies, but it, but it's that way because it's real. And it yeah. happens. So if you've got a relationship like that, it's called dysfunctional. It's, it's got to be equal. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether you were the same gender or not. Now, obviously, you don't share the same uh, moral stand as this guy. Um, and it, it's a shame that he didn't wasn't able to come out to you and then continue the same relationship. But apparently, he is unable to have a relationship with a guy without it becoming potentially, you know, sexual. So that's a problem on his end. You know, and uh, yeah, he took you, you not completely dissing him as an invitation, right? Rather than just being so, friends, so my suggestion would be not to avoid him, um, not to just let it drift away, uh, but to just, just like Jen said, just whether it's got to be a letter or a face to face, I would take somebody with you that way. If he, if he starts spreading crap like a girl would. You know, yeah. in the same situation, um, you've got a you've got somebody there that to, has your back, and just tell him, look, you know, and you, you don't you don't need to be digging on the gay thing or the bisexual thing. Just say, look, this is not working. You're not respecting my boundaries. We can't be friends. Oh, but I'll change. I'll change. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you know, no. Um, and if he starts bringing Christianity into it and God into it and saying, oh, this, that, and the other, um. My answer would be, no, you know what? That has very little to do with it. Um, I, I will be your friend. I would have continued our relationship as it was, no problem. But you're, you, you, you need something I can't give you. And, um, you know, so there you go. 
But uh, if he's if he's going to hate God because of it, he's just going to have to, unfortunately. So uh, trust trust God to be able to have his own back on this one. You can't mix evangelism and dating, no matter if they're straight or uh, yeah, or, or, not. or not straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you could say the same thing about a girl that liked a guy, and you know, the guy let her down, and then she isn't interested in God anymore. You know, it, yeah. The 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 connection with God was was a surface mm-hmm. the 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 eve or the the damage i guess that christians can do in those situations is attacking the person for being you know for having issues rather than just addressing the problem right. so just you know walk away with it do everything correctly as as best you can in a spirit of of true love of godly love and acceptance of the person and because uh, it's not your job to judge him, that's between him and God. Honest to God, that's just the truth. It's not your job to turn him around. That's the Holy Spirit. Um, your job is to keep yourself on the path that you're on. And it's a shame that that he couldn't um, he couldn't have kept that relationship because it sounds like you guys did have something. Unfortunately, he read it wrong. All right, uh, last one for today. James and Jen, my three year old son is scared of everything, especially at bedtime. If he hears a noise, he cries out, Daddy, I heard a guy. I heard a bad man. He also says he sees things. We are very, very careful with what we watch and especially with what we allow the kids to watch. So I can't imagine him seeing anything that has brought him this fear. Some might say it's a phase at his age. Some may say it runs in the family since I was I'm a bit, I was a bit of a scaredy myself. My question is, have you guys had a problem with your kids? If so, what did you do? If not, what would you do? Thanks. Mike Prince. Um, I was a scared kid. I was terrified. And I blame, honestly, I blame being over overprotected. That you never saw anything. I never saw imagined anything. imagined it worse than. And my imagination was worse than reality. Uh, quick example, even as late in my life as, as junior high, um, they showed uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom in like a seventh or eighth grade class. And the guy starts, you know, uh, call him on. And he starts reaching toward the dude's chest to rip mm-hmm. his heart out. I closed my eyes and heard the sound effects and imagined this horrible, gruesome uh, special effects could have never matched what I saw in my mind's eye that tortured me forever. As a, as an, a young adult, I went back and, you know, as a fan of these movies, uh, went back and watched it, kept my eyes open. And, you know, as soon as the hand touches the chest, it cuts to the guy's face. And you you see you don't see, you don't anything. see anything. Yeah, because I watched it as a kid. I mean, not really young, but I was probably. It was eight. so tame. <laughs> yeah, compared to what I had imagined. Mm-hmm. And that is an example of what happens to kids that are over sheltered. Um, I'm not saying you need to sit them down <laughs> and, and watch and, horror movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, watch Saw with them. You know, no one um, should watch Saw. <laughs> it's not. It's not what I'm talking about. But. Um, and I'm not saying that's the case here. I speak from my, you know, my own example. I just know that um, my mom was so comfortable exposing me to the spirit world, the side of Christianity that includes, you know, belief in demons and angels, and you know, almost to the point that you celebrate that more than you do your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And but yet, I I wasn't. I, oh, and backward masking, you know, and things like this, <laughs> all this stuff, you know, pigs in the parlor books 
laying out in the hallway Ugh. and, you know, all this stuff. And so I was exposed to all of that, but never had the balance, never had, uh, you know, the glorification of who God was and how strong he was and all this. I was so scared that I was even scared of Dr. Seuss characters at night after I would read a Dr. Seuss book, mm-hmm. that these things were somehow around and how scary that would be. I had a very vivid imagination and could fill in blanks when no no blanks were given. Um, Jenna has had to deal with some fear issues. To answer your question more specifically, uh, she's never been really scared of anything. Um, and when I say sheltered, let me, let me just preface this. I wasn't allowed to watch Scooby-Doo. I wasn't allowed to watch Smurfs. I wasn't allowed to watch... Anything. Everything was of the devil. Everything was terrible. Um, the only music I listened to was like Don Francisco and Evie from back in the stinking 70s uh, that my mom listened to. Uh, Tammy Tammy Faye Baker albums and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, anything, anything scared me. And so I never had the opportunity to be exposed to stuff and somebody tell me it's not real. Mm-hmm. I, it, it it's similar to parents that don't let their kids play with guns. And so what does the kid do? He goes out in the backyard, picks up a stick and makes it a gun or a sword. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. And so when you, when you limit what your kids are exposed to, um, they will create things they're scared of. Every culture has bad guys, you know, uh, even without the universal studios movies, you know, everybody has them. Um, I, but anyway, to, to, with my daughter, I sit her down. I'm very practical with her. I tell her uh, she was scared of real Grinch. She'd seen the movie, but my sister had shown it to her when she was three. And then my uh, uh, father-in-law showed it to her again when she was five. It freaked her out. Uh, she She's scared of him. I've, I've shown her Jim Carrey online. I've talked to her and all this kind of stuff. And um, really what helps her to put it out of her mind, I can't stop thinking about it, Dad, is – just talking very practically to her. It's a costume. I know, but his eyes, their their contacts. I said, you know what? Jim Carrey's own kids watch that and they are able to see their dad underneath that makeup. And she goes, oh. So I don't know. It's just something about that. And then I prayed with her. And I just said, God help her to, uh, to, to have uh, good thoughts and to think on good things and help her to sleep. And uh, she even told me, Later on, she says, you know, after we prayed, I was able to start thinking about good things. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, one thing I would interject, and I don't know, the kid is just three. So is he getting a lot of attention for being scared yeah. or is he really scared? Because I know a lot of parents will jump to that and not that they shouldn't. I mean, yeah, it could be a form of manipulation. The kids, the kids might not be, you know, might be in terror and, and I don't think you should leave your kid just, you know, scared. But, you know, is he, is, is he really making a bigger deal out of it than right. it is because he's getting you to come in there right? and he's delaying bedtime. Pra- and, some practical things you can do is uh, turn on a fan. A noisy fan that'll mask some of the tiny noises that happen in every house and outside every window. So the white noise will help. Um, I would also say uh, with Jenna, if she's super, super scared, I tell her I'll be back every five minutes to check on her until she goes to sleep. And she usually falls asleep immediately. So that helps put them to to rest. I told my daughter that every night, whether you know it or not, I check every lock in the house and I make sure you're all safe. And even though you feel like you're alone, you're never alone in this house because mommy and daddy are right down the right down the hall. 
And so just reinforcing the realities. And, um, and then with my daughter, um, she doesn't remember watching it at three, even though that's when she started getting scared. She remembers watching it at five. And I told her, I says, you know what? She says, he shouldn't have shown me that. And I says, I know, but at five, you sat there and watched it. And you knew and better. I helped her to take ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know Christians sometimes are real scared about desensitizing their kids. I'm all about desensitizing my kid to a certain extent because I don't want to deal with this. I've ra- I, it, At Sheffield in Kansas City, when we were doing children's ministry, we would talk to kids that were watching some of the worst stuff out there with their families. You know, Saw and, 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 and uh, uh, Hostel and all these movies and describe they, – they wouldn't even know the names of it. But they would tell me about it and I'd be like, oh boy, you know, you're watching some pretty scary stuff. Do you have nightmares? No, no, I'm not scared of nothing. And, and they weren't. And so, though that's an extreme example, I did learn that there is some benefit to not to to, to exp- see. I, I, I'm always thinking about how what I'm saying is being parsed by the people that are hearing me. Um, but I hope you're getting my point. I I let my my kids watch Scooby Doo, okay, and it doesn't freak them out at all. I don't want kids that would be scared to watch Scooby Doo. Do you you know you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind having kids that would be scared of Saw or Freddy Krueger because that's that's a line we don't want to cross with our kids. But I don't want kids that are scared of Scooby Doo. Yeah, that's, scared of things that are generally appropriate for yeah. kids. I don't want my yeah. kid. I don't want the kid that's scared of people in costumes. You know, mm-hmm. like like uh, you know at at the at the theme parks. You know, um, so you know I don't know, but uh, yeah, I would I would say at three you might be dealing with a. You could have a kid with an active imagination that's 10% scared but acting like he's 90% scared. So there could be some reality. There could be some manipulation. Uh, It could be an attention getting. Kids always find what works best to delay bedtime and then they abuse it. Yes. Cup of water. I want another hug. I want to kiss you. It's like Jenna will have the worst hurts all of a sudden at night. Her like. My itchy. I can't. Yeah, I itch. Yeah. Yeah. And she's had the same, you know, her cut or whatever all day but as soon as she lays in bed it's the worst ever so yeah yeah. and obviously make sure you got night lights and you know you have a bedtime procedure prayers and stories and tucking them in and that whole thing and making them feel secure uh you know close close up the 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 windows and uh, you know the closets and things like that all the naturally occurring scary spots but uh it's it's important to let them know that you know it's a lot like uh it's a lot like daytime. It's just darker. Mm-hmm. There's nothing out there in the dark that's not there in the daytime. Uh, let me point you also to Podcast Kid. Jen and I re- Jenna and I recently did an episode on fear. And uh, so you can find that in the archives. I think um, it was a couple of weeks ago from this date. Uh, but, yeah, you'll probably get a lot out of that. Let your kid listen to it. Uh, screen it, you know, just in case. It's uh, inappropriate for your family, but it's me and a six-year-old talking about fear and what we're afraid of and what makes us scared and how to get rid of the fear. So it may it may uh, help your child to hear it from a kid's point of view. Uh, that'll wrap it up for this week. Thank you, Jen. And uh, thank you, everybody, that uh, sent in questions. You can ask your own questions at explicitanswers.com or email us, explicitanswers at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter.com slash NLCast, Facebook.com slash NLCast. 
leave us a review on iTunes if that's how you found us. We'd appreciate it. Or you can call in your question, 2095-NLCAST. Till next week, go out there and be awesome, and uh, we'll see you next time. Don't be scared, Jen. Okay, I won't.